Welcome to season two of my music podcast. Uh, this is KJ here with you. Uh, I know this is an unconventional way to open up a new season of a podcast, but uh, if you've read the episode title, you probably will see that this episode is all about the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, I do want to point out that uh, all of our episodes are, are pre-recorded. So this episode was uh, put together and recorded uh, before the Red Hot Chili Peppers had even announced uh, a new album album so uh, I gotta say our thoughts on probably what we think are a little bit different now that we've actually heard the album uh, I will say I, I think I set my expectations too high I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of the new album I will say I was happy to hear John back and uh, I think John was definitely definitely the uh, star player of the album uh, but uh, I gotta say I think I overhyped it a little bit here uh, on the on the podcast on this episode here <laughs> um, but uh, maybe maybe one day I don't know. The, the point of this episode was to get Red Hot Chili Peppers all out of the way. So we stopped discussing them on the podcast. Uh, but who knows? We might have to do a bonus episode uh, with me and Scott on our thoughts on the album. But I don't know. I'm not promising that. I'm just saying maybe. Who, who knows? But uh, either way, I thought I'd be remiss if I didn't come up here and uh, share a little bit of, uh, of my thoughts on the new album. Uh, I've listened to it about four times all the way through. So I got some more some more listens to give to it. And who knows? Maybe maybe it'll change but uh either way uh hope y'all enjoy uh this episode here peace thanks kj for bringing that up we certainly didn't know at the time that this album was coming out when it did unlimited love by the chili peppers um the sort of the comeback of uh john Frusciante after a stint away josh klinghoffer filling the role and doing it really well at least for the most part for the past two albums we definitely get into it with uh, this episode here but it does feel good to come back to john and his guitar work and his songwriting chops um, both he and Flea are just uh, dynamite on this whole album. Um, certainly Chad gets the job done. Anthony is trying some new things vocally here and there, some to a better degree, like on She's a Lover, they go a little bit pop. I think that works out. He does some weird stuff on Black Summer vocally. I don't know if I might leave that behind. Um, but I think there are really some standout tracks um, here ever after. Aquatic Mouth Dance, a weird title, definitely. Um, but those songs for me are, are you know, should have been lead singles um other sort of highs on the album they come there's some definitely lows on the album but when you have a 17 track album that's what you're gonna get anyways though i don't get too far ahead because like kj said maybe we'll have a chance to come back around and, and give our thoughts um and we won't do this certainly with every band but the chili peppers are certainly where our venn diagrams definitely overlap so it's, it's a favorite band as as you've all if you've been following along have sort of found out Anyways, enough for this. Um, let's get to the episode. Let's get Shelby in here talking about, um, with us, the Chili Peppers, um, their back catalog, and, and other things beyond that. Okay? Stay tuned. Welcome. 
Welcome to My Music Podcast, a podcast where we sit down with Michigan musicians and those alike, and we pick their brains on an extravagant amount of topics. I'm one of your hosts, KJ. And I'm your other host, Scott. Scott, I'm not going to do that during season two. I'm not going to pick gonna. a big word. Okay. This time I did. You killed me. I know. I'm, I don't What'd know. What you say? I said extravagant, an extravagant amount. Yeah, that works. Yeah, it works. I'm just saying, I don't know if I can keep the momentum up season two. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I mean, I you're going to run out at some point. I know. I'm going to run out of synonyms for a lot. Okay. <laughs> well, there you go. But anyways, welcome to season two. Woo, I'm, I'm excited. We're, we're switching things up a little bit. I don't know if you heard in the introduction, I said Michigan musicians and those alike, because uh, we have a person with us today who isn't necessarily a musician, but... I see her around all the time. Uh, We kind of travel in the same circles, Mm -hmm. and she does a lot. So today with us, helping us kick off season two with a bang, it's our first guest here on season two, and uh, this is Shelby Snyder. Well, hey. Thanks for having me. I'm thrilled to to be here. I'm very excited for this. I feel like I was building anticipation, but I couldn't go anywhere with it. I was like, Shelby. We need to have like a live producer (laughs) just like throwing all the like the sound effects I'll eventually (laughs) put in and post edit. Perfect idea. Yeah. That's what we need exactly. Yeah. It's like... It's like playing a playing a live stream and there's no crowd at the end of a song. You're like, okay, next song. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> no claps. No sound claps. effects in here. I gotta say, we we played we actually played a show that Shelby was at that was like a live stream, <laughs> and, and I had my first experience with that where like the yeah. song finished and I was kind of like, all right. Those WYC at Wealthies have been really fun because it's basically a private concert because mm-hmm. it's just the camera crew, mm-hmm. yeah. and that's it. It's pretty fun. Slightly off, not off target, but a tangent to that. Uh, um, Trey Anastasio of Fish was doing what was called the Beacon Jams, playing at the Beacon Theater in New York. And why it was to no crowd was during COVID. What I thought was cool is he had the bands back to this, the auditorium. Hmm. So it felt very much more like a practice. Oh, and it was filming, so like the seats were behind him, right behind okay. the whole band. I'm like, that's oh, kind of cool. I love that idea. So you feel more intimate, but you have that like live experience. Well, not live, but you know what I'm talking about. Oh, that's a good idea. I'm surprised I didn't see that more. Yeah, yeah. check out the Beacon Jams. They're pretty Beacon good. Jams. All right. Anyways, though, yeah, playing to, to nobody is sort of interesting. Yeah. But yeah. neither here nor there, we're, we're happy to have you. Yeah. yeah. So, Thanks, guys. Yeah. So, Shelby, just tell us a little bit about yourself, what, what you're into musically and, you know, just what you do around around town with music. Sure. I got yeah. involved at WYCE in about 2018. I just was going to a bunch of shows. I mean, I have been for a long time. I think ever since I got my driver's license, my parents never saw me again. I was pretty much out of the house. <laughs> there was a little a small venue called Mixtape, and I was there a ton um, Mixtape, where is that at? It does not exist anymore. But, I mean, was that the one on Division? Yeah, it was yeah. on Division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. It was like a it short-lived moment. It was great. It was adorable. Yeah, yeah. I like that place. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I devote a lot of my time and I'd say WYC is my biggest hobby. And then I work at a chiropractic office and I work with kids a bunch and that's what keeps me busy. Nice, nice. You got to you got to plug the show. When are when are you on WYC? <laughs> Every Monday at noon. Look at that. She said it like a radio professional. I like right? that. Kind of good. <laughs> um, and now that you've been talking a little bit more, I'm like, yeah, I've heard you on the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I pick mm-hmm. up the voice. Um, <laughs> I'm curious like what was the first thing like that just made you want to do that? Well, I am not a musician. Right. I did do marching band. So at one point I did play go. flute and saxophone and that had so much fun. And that kind of got me involved with the appreciation of music, all types, right. not just what's on commercial radio, because it's awful usually. 
Um, but being a musician was not my thing. And I had to find something that was my thing that was still kind of giving that momentum, but mm-hmm. letting myself not feel uncomfortable by pu- pushing something like being a musician, I guess. Mm-hmm. So this was a way that I could get the other voices heard and explore everything I want to explore and have that freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that has to be part of it is uh, having feeling like you have a sense of something to say through music, right. whether or not you're actually playing or not. But you're you 100 as a DJ, yep. um, as a programmer, you are you're orchestrating uh, a, a set. Yeah, a yeah. mood, a playlist um, for the exactly, day. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think if people tap into the songs that a lot of programmers are playing at that time, you could kind of dig into like what they're going through or maybe just what they're digging at the exactly. moment. Exactly. You know? yeah. 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 I mean, a lot. Maybe I'm just reading into it often, but I feel like a lot adjust to the weather often. That was me this Monday. <laughs> yeah. Because it was raining. It was, I was going to say a lot to. of rainy tunes. Yeah. Rainy or, you know, as it starts getting kind of cold or like, you know, dreary mornings or like, you know, I yeah. think that's cool. Or like if it's really hot and busting out, you know, exactly. the, the tempo of the songs hot pick up. Busting. Busting. <laughs> like sweats busting out of your pits. You know? I don't know why when I hear busting, it just makes me think of uh, Ghostbusters, Ray Parker oh. Jr. Busting oh. makes me feel good. <laughs> uh, anyways. All right, so should we should we dive into some of our topics? I feel like this first topic is gonna take us a long time to cover here. Yeah, I think we should. Okay, so Sweet. so Shelby, I I brought you on here because of knowing the people that you know and seeing your your profile on WICE. I mm-hmm. saw that you're a huge Red Hot Chili Peppers fan. Indeed, that's yeah. my roots right there. Yeah, and so am I. And, and Scott's like a, a semi fan, but he knows no. There I would has say to be an appreciation. Here's okay, Scott. You, <laughs> you make your case. Me. No, I'm not. I don't want to paint you. That's what I was doing, and I'm like, you describe your. Well, before we go to me, I'm sort of interested to hear from our guest Shelby. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know. Um, Slightly different generations. We come to the music. Um, I want to hear about what brought you to the Chili Peppers. I honestly think it was the album Blood Sugar, as like it's their most popular, obviously. And mm-hmm. there's those just hit songs that I started listening to the non-hit songs, mm. like songs that weren't just the top played on the radio. And I started giving those a listen. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's nothing like these guys on earth. Mm-hmm. This is out of this world what else what else have I got to show me and I started digging into like their first album is just stellar and you're never gonna hear that these days it's yeah. just yeah they were monumental so different so iconic for their time every member in that band is just an outstanding member in my opinion no doubt yeah I like that no I, yeah I agree I'm trying to think to like myself it had to have been give it away music video on MTV mm. Whenever that was, what, 93, 92? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. a wee third grader or something like that. And like, I don't know, maybe it was later, but I definitely remember being that that crazy black and white music video and like kind of, and they're all kind of going bonkers and being super crazy. That definitely like struck me, Yeah, you know, as, mm-hmm. as, a, as a vibe, Yeah, as, you know. Yeah, man. It's interesting. My, my journey with Chili Peppers, like I knew all the hits, like, you know, mm-hmm. growing up or whatever. But I got to say, being black, we've talked about this on the podcast before, just like, you kind of have to hide when you're into shit like that mm, sometimes right. when you're growing up, you know? So I never really wanted to dive in, but I loved like Californication, Under mm-hmm. the Bridge, you mm-hmm. know, all like the, the hit songs that are on the radio and stuff. But then when I started to dive in musically and play guitar, like uh, Blood Sugar was like, 
obviously what I went to first and I was mm-hmm. like, oh shit, this is kind of like what I want to do. Like I kind of mm-hmm. want to do this like funk stuff that my parents yeah. grew up on, but yeah. kind of rocking too. And then mm-hmm. as same thing, I started going back, you know, to Uplift Mofo Party Plan and mm-hmm. like all this. So I'm like, okay, like you could rock out and still be funky, man. So it just like yeah. really clicked something in me. So I feel like even though I, I might give some criticism on the Chili Peppers when we go there, I feel like they hold a special place in my heart for like unlocking or untapping something for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think you can be a fan of something without being critical of it. Yeah, that's like, true. I think that's true fandom. I don't know, unless you're a Drake fan. Apparently, he could do no wrong. Really? Well, then they're not being uh, thoughtful enough of listeners. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole, but he had a new album, Certified Lover Boy, that's just... I haven't given the spin yet. Yeah. Rough. Yeah. Yeah. But people love it, man. It's blowing up. It's on the charts. It's like global. I've been high since the birth of my son. I remain unfazed. Trust worse has been done. Man, fuck evaluation. Show me personal funds. It's the pretty boys versus the petty boys. Well, people are idiots, so. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> <laughs> so so let, let's do it. Let's talk about why yeah, why the chili, Red Hot Chili Peppers are good. That's going to be our okay. first topic. That's like a cool. huge topic. Yeah. It's a, that's what I said. That's why I'm like, we got a lot of ground to cover here. So, um, And we don't necessarily just have to talk about why the Red Hot Chili Peppers are good, but let's just talk about the arc of their career and just like try, try and dive into this area. Right. I feel like this is a hot button issue where like, Either you really love the Chili Peppers or you really hate them. Well, they're not a cool band. No, that's what I'm saying. They're not cool anymore right. to like right. people. So this is why I just thought it'd be fun to cover ground on this subject. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they're probably cool for maybe five years. Yeah. In their popularity. They're probably cool in the 80s when they were still underground and still kind of punk and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And zany. But once yeah. it hit like their popularity. Yeah. Yeah. Shelby, let's start first album because you mentioned that you said mm-hmm. you went back like the self-titled album I, yeah. i'm sure you're talking about mm-hmm. and <laughs> i went back i feel like i've just been doing some research and listening listening back and uh i like that i feel like the one thing that i i, I want to hear you just like explain to me what you like about that first album i guess they started off with like flea just coming in for um true men don't kill coyotes and that will be stuck in my head for the next week when I listen to it because that bass line is just so catchy. So catchy. I feel like there's also this, uh, like also knowing the trajectory of the Chili Peppers in that first album, there's like this little bit of like rawness that... uh, you, I, I feel like I wouldn't have come to expect like when I was going backwards after listening to the oh, yeah. you know, production of Rick Rubin and stuff on the later mm-hmm. albums like kind of going back and hearing that rawness it works for them in the time it's just kind of like it's crazy that that is like the same band you know yeah this is like the DNA of a band still in a very much a scene I feel like before they became a, a national act like there's a certain sort of mentality in that music that's kind of like a fuck you like we're just gonna play what we want without oh, exactly. yeah, caring exactly. at all yeah. but i feel like once you start to get a level of notoriety and album sales and they expectation getting a little bit more cleaned up and yeah, shapely like, from that rawness there's more carving out and i think it has to do a lot with rick rubin coming in like carving out more of that pop sensibility simplifying things yeah. but i think these first mm-hmm. albums particularly this one it's it's pretty raw. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's raw. I mean, was this the... I got to ask, was this the the uh, Socks and the Dick era? Or oh, definitely. Was <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Socks and the Dick lasted for a while. I it think. did? Yeah. Uh, I mean, they brought it back in 99. Or oh, 99. Yeah. Now, 
yeah. it had been passed but i think it was like a like <laughs> novelty so would you say true man don't kill coyotes is your favorite off of that album um what else is, oh mommy where's daddy oh that song. mommy yeah. where's daddy i'm looking Out in LA. Out in LA. Good track. I feel like this also has like clearly, um, cause I'm looking at the year 84. 84. It definitely has like that, um, the eighties production glam eighties yeah. guitar, you know, um, effects going on. It's a little bit kind of, I don't know. It's definitely not the guitar sound you would call the chili peppers now. No. Yeah. Right. Right. Do we know who was the guitarist on that? It wasn't Hillel at that point, I don't think. Mm, no. This is where no. all you listeners have to go do a little bit of <laughs> right, research. Yeah, we yeah. are not. Um, <laughs> go read Scar Tissue. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. I don't think any of us did the complete homework. No, but. I didn't do the complete <laughs> homework. And it's like as soon as I see the name, if I were to Google it, I'm like, right. oh, yeah. I mean, they went through many band member changes yeah. um, in the early stages and their whole career. So Yeah. Um, but yeah, moving forward. Freaky Styly? What's there to say? That's the one with George Clinton. So that that was one that I was most excited about. Um, but I got to say, outside of like, if, if you want me to stay, the Sly and the Family Stone cover, I, I can't say like a lot of those are memorable. Yeah. at time like catholic school girls rock which like, <laughs> i feel like you get in that next with like uh uplift mofo party plan like i was actually listening to that and like i love like chump love sucker yeah um but man i was listening to it with my daughter who's like a baby so she doesn't you know right. understand it but i was also just feeling like oh i gotta turn this off like right. i can't be listening to this right now I think this is like one of their, for me, that like one of their most fun albums because it's got like a lot of background singers. I feel like the production's like super dry, which I really like. Um, I don't know. I'm just looking at the track list like Jungle Man, mm-hmm. Hollywood, American Ghost Dance. There's some just like really good songs on this one. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Songs with a lot of depth to it. Like, yeah. I agree with like not a lot of them super stand out to me on mm-hmm. this particular album, but um, the ones like listening through there's a lot of like layers into it yeah, yeah. i'm gonna throw out black eye blonde that's my favorite on the whole album that just because it's like super spastic and that's for me when the chili peppers are at the best <laughs> That's what my gripe is with their later <laughs> albums. Is like, you don't you don't like them not being spazzes when I'm just like yawning at I their mean, choruses. They get like 40 years old. They're supposed to be spazzes. You're right. <laughs> I mean, I think it's that. Work. Yeah, I think that is one of my favorite thing about the Chili Peppers and like what gives me confidence as an artist too is just like. They, they grew with their music and it's just like everything just kind of kept getting better. And I know like you could argue there's a part where they fall off. Where, okay, let's say, do you, do you think the Chili Peppers ever fell off? Uh, let me ask you that. Like album-wise, music-wise? Album-wise. Like where, where does the Chili Peppers, like when you get to an album, you're like, okay. like. Well, they released Dark Necessities and I was 
definitely not a fan. Mm. I couldn't. It sounded like the Chili Pepper. Like it sounded fine. It sounded good. But yeah. There's it's on the getaway, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, oh yeah. That's yeah. the album that I meant. Yeah. Coming down to the latter day, we got many moons that are deep in place. So I keep an eye on the shadow smile to see what it has to say. Let, let's talk about that. Scott and I we're, we're kind of jump ahead. Yeah, yeah we're gonna jump, jump ahead the whole a little career. bit. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, I'm, we're I'm getting cool to that. the end. I'm yeah, cool with that. yeah, yeah. Go yeah. From, yeah, front to back of the book. Yeah. Yeah. So, what, what did you think about Dark Necessities and the Getaway album in general? I mean, I think it's cool that they left uh, Rick Rubin behind for um, Danger Mouse. And I think it added some cool elements in terms of, um, once again, production. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, for me, they I didn't listen to that album at all when it came out. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I've had to kind of go back and try to reacquaint myself, or not even re, but acquaint myself with it. Um, but yeah, I don't doesn't do anything for me really in the big scheme of things like if i'm gonna listen to the chili peppers i'm not gonna listen to that album. no way interesting so yeah. what about like if you guys are from i mean you guys don't like it but uh it's not like, that i don't like it like, it's uh, just like what's yeah. the reason to go listen to it when i have like um, awesome albums before mm-hmm. that shelby what did you like about a dark necessities like what turned you off on that where it's like i'm not this isn't the chili peppers for me it, it sounded what I would have expected and I think I wanted something that was outside of that box because that's what they usually do yeah like I wanted I wanted Anthony to rap scream yell at me or something crazy not necessarily be like outlandish but I don't know I was just expecting a little extra pizzazz to it than I got Interesting. So Scott talked about uh, snoozers. Like, he, do you feel like that's part of the snoozers? Like when you were calling. Yeah, there's just like a lot of sort of very forgettable tracks and mm-hmm. a lot of like very like similar uh, sounding, like, uh, similar sounding sort of mid tempo, uh, dare I say, sort of ballady songs that I'm just like sort of got no time for when I think of them. <laughs> we talked about this in one episode previously. I can't remember what it was, but I think at some point the band should just be done and just call it a day. I mean, you don't have to keep making music. Like, start a new project. Damn, you want to be done? I mean, John's coming back, <laughs> though. You know well, what they think right. I'm I think expecting that, a tour, an album, or something. Yeah. There's yeah. some hope, but I'm, I'm my hope is not high. I think it's going to be... I'm just going to, like, call right now. It's going to be a bad album. Mm. But mm. that's just me. What, what's your... You think it's going to be a bad album? No, I, I'm expecting greatness. <laughs> me too. <laughs> For sure. Damn, I'm going to be pumped no matter yeah. what. Yeah. Mm. But I don't know. I feel like also, too... Um, has the return of the return of John always leads to something big? It could. <laughs> like, it could or the yeah. addition. I feel like when, well, I once like, John got in the band, yeah. like I mean, which was Mother's Milk, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's when they started to really like find their stride. No doubt. True. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I'm not and, a big and fan and of By loved, the Way either, though, and that was like a big John album. I love By the Way, man. No fine. respect. No respect for <laughs> By the Way. I, I think I love John too. Like his. I think he vocally he proves like what he adds to the band, oh, which definitely. he was doing in all the other albums. But I feel mm-hmm. like by by the way, it's more noticeable. Deep inside the canyon, I can't hide. All I ever wanted was your life. Yeah, and and I think listener just keep in mind that all of my criticism is coming from a place where I actually kind of do like all this and <laughs> I really love the band. Um, like I said though, I don't think you can love something without being critical of it mm-hmm. because it means you you care and you're, you're engaged and you're not like a passive, like, yeah, yeah it's all great. Like, yeah, yeah you're yeah. aware like, of what it is. You're not a good is. fan if you're yeah. like, it's all no, good. It's yeah. all fantastic. Like, yeah, I don't think it's a good fandom. No, personally. So where do you think, 
Where do you think it starts? So I said mother's milk is like where it starts for me. And I think they still have some of that, that spastic stuff on there, like uh, Magic Johnson or um, Nobody Weird Like Me. Like, You also get the the little uh, sweet stuff like funky funky little whatever it's called. Do you remember Pretty little ditty. Pretty little ditty. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. I'm thinking of our song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which Aww. is a title that I stole from right. a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's just like you start to see this band like kind of more well well rounded of giving you like their 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 rock punk side, but also like getting a little funky too. Right. Yeah. Such I'm genre in- bending always in every album. Yeah. I'm interested to hear from you, Shelby. Like you said, you went obviously back. Um, I think as we probably all did, I'm interested to hear like what your take was. Like, was it, cause I know what mine was, but I'm just interested to hear yours. <laughs> like jumping back when I did from first discovering like the, just the blood the, trigger to jump all right, the way back. Their hits, things like that. Cause it's, it's quite a different band. I think if you're not ready for it. Right. It's a totally different band. It's yeah. a whole new, a whole new rabbit hole. Um, and I was really impressed. That's when I knew that that's exactly what I was looking for. They were that perfect blend of, I can hear like some horns in there. Oh, now he's rapping and yelling at me. Oh, this is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, the one thing, yeah, that, that I just appreciate about them is just like, we and we talked about this, about being like artists and musicians. It's like, once you lay out all these things, it's like, look what I did here. I kind of do this thing. Oh, yeah, look here. I kind of do this thing. Oh, yeah, we could do this thing. And yeah, here's this album, by the way, where we're kind of a little bit like more mature. And so I like just love seeing that. So I think like that, too, is a part of them that I just mm-hmm. really appreciate, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I'm trying to think of like a band from that era who just like, you know, I don't know. I'll pick on Third Eye Blind here. Not that they had a lot of albums, but just, I mean, just like one of those things where it's just like you listen to everything that they did and it's kind of like, yeah, it's the same band and there's not a lot of different things to it. You're good at what you do, but kind of want to see what else you got. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's like two different bands, I guess. It's like, I just want some bands to just like, you give me what you have and I love it and like give me like five albums and just call it a day. I think there's that's something to be said about that instead of a band trying to exist over like three generations and like have that evolution. I don't know. I think it's okay, especially if it's a collaborative thing to to just leave behind what you did and go do something new. But yeah, I don't know. How do you leave behind something if you love it so much? I think that's the other thing that I really love about them. And just like seeing Flea and following him on Instagram. <laughs> right. It's just like the dude just loves music. You right. know what I mean? Like, I think yeah. they all just love, for like freaking love music. Mm-hmm. So they're yeah. just like, I don't mm-hmm. I don't want to do anything else other than just keep making albums, you know? I mean, that's true. Like, I, I respect them for keep coming together and making albums and um, and and finding new solutions to what the chili peppers brand is. I think that's super cool. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, my other two favorite bands have done the same thing. So fish, fish and three eleven. Okay. You know, I think nice, but I think I'd be the same. I'd, I'd have the same criticism with those two bands as I have with this band. Right. All right, Shelby. Let's let's get down to the bottom. So we 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 were going like discography, like track, yeah. We I, don't need to do that. We can't. Yeah, you got to dive into that yourself. <laughs> but let's get down to a definitive <laughs> argument that me and Scott kind of go back and forth on, and I'm curious to get your thoughts. Uh, Blood sugar, sex, magic, or one hot minute. Ooh, pause. <laughs> 
I I have to say that One Hot Minute might be my all-time favorite. I think we're all on the same page here. Sweet. (laughs) Probably like, it's like the dark, it's like a dark horse opinion, but I I think it's for a good reason. Agreed. You know, I'm starting to think like a lot more people like agree with that actually, but they just don't want to say it, you know, because it's the one album without John and Mm. David Mm -hmm. Morrow. And like the band has even said that's like, it was not a good process. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't play... Do they play any of those songs live any like at all? No, I don't you know? think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What did you so when you went back and you were kinda like going through the discography and you saw like there was like a Dave Navarro thing, did you like kind of be like, I'm not checking that out without John? Or what was your thoughts? No, I totally checked it out. And I'm glad I did because like I said, it might be my favorite. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like uh, I don't know. I feel like I, I was a, a kid when that album came out, so I don't know the hoopla around it when it mm-hmm. first came out. But just kind of looking back and um, diving into some things, I guess it was like very controversial because of the video they did for Warped. Maybe I don't know, but um, Anthony and Dave just like full on like make out, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and like that's another thing I love about the Chili Peppers is like yeah. he's like I ain't gay, but just like I'm just gonna fuck y'all head up, man, and just yeah. do some shit for y'all conservative people this is like in 95 you know what i mean right. like 1995 like they just like middle finger to like the beautiful. system you know Love it. yeah beautiful Love it. well i think that for me that goes back to their visual brand uh, as a band um because i mean again the height of or the the mass of the mtv era that video was like so artistic and and bizarre yeah. they're like the clothes they're wearing all these flames and like it was just <laughs> it was very kind of over the top um and I had no idea. I mean, in, I, was, I was in fifth grade then. And um, I had no idea it was a different guitarist. It was just the Chili Peppers. Like, right. I didn't have that level of awareness that, like, band members would leave. And, you know, that right. that was outside yeah. of my purview of what even being in a band was. Um, so it was, just, it was just the music. And definitely, like, Warped, I think, was one of the lead singles. And like yeah. being a bass Walk player here and like I think this is like Flea's like time to shine this yeah, album because which is what I'm here for. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. So is Flea like your your member? Is that like your your guy? Maybe. I always thought it was Anthony, but but I'm thinking it's actually Flea. When I saw him walk out on stage on his hands, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> that's it. So how many times have you seen him live? I've only seen him once. Okay. Which yeah. uh which tour? It was just a couple of years ago, like five years ago at the Van Andel. Oh, okay. I think I might have been. So I think it was for too. the getaway. With Okay. All right. No, I saw them with um, Josh. This is like, I'm with you tour. Oh, yeah. yeah. I saw Deerhoof opened up. Oh, wow. That's yeah. a sweet. Opening. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. I saw them with Little Dragon, but I missed them. But probably for good reason. <laughs> I was going to say Little Dragon. I'm, I'm on the fence with them. <laughs> yeah, they always like get another... the strangest openers, but I mean, in a good way. Yeah. yeah. I think it's good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like when a band has an opener that's too similar to what they're doing. We talk about that where it's just like, I wish, you know, like more bands made bills where like all three bands on there are just totally different. You know, like you come out to experience a night of like three or 
three or four different types of genres of music. I want a metal like, band to open for us. Dude, I would love so for a metal cool. band to open for We'd us, We'd have, man. like, one crowd come and then pass with the other one as they came in. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like, you know, people could appreciate that, though. I, I mean, trying to get back on topics of the Chili Peppers, like, I think that's what makes them great is, like, right. you could kind of have people who might be into, like, some R&B stuff who might yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, there's something for everyone. Or, yeah, some metal or some jazz or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, One Hot Minute has, I mean, Warped is a like a metal song yeah yeah, yeah. for sure yeah yeah and there's there's some deep psychedelia on this album yeah, some, yeah it's got a good range for yeah. sure shelby what would you say is your favorite track off of one hot minute i'd probably say walk about i think i'll go on a walk about and find out what it's all about and that ain't hard me and my own two feet in the heat i got myself to meet we're falling into grace is it going oh, yeah sick um yeah we're gonna have to definitely put some drops in here um <laughs> but going back to like flea i think it's uh in, ter- in terms of like production wise i think it's him with like the most claws in his bass playing mm-hmm. i feel like as the albums progress he plays he's still got some cool tasty stuff going on but like he doesn't stand out as much as he does. Yeah, he yeah. like is sprinkled into it, but that you're right, like he did get to shine. Right. It's almost like when he does put something, it's like, okay, Flea, you get to do something now. Yeah. But it's not like organic. It's like, Flea, okay, do your little slap and pop right here. Because <laughs> fans want to see it. But like these earlier albums, it's just like it was part and parcel with the music. Yeah. It wasn't like pre-planned. Like mm-hmm. I feel like some of the newer albums come off as do you think right seems like a formula yeah yeah right it's like well the fans probably want to hear flea like have some slapping in this so here's your part to do it (laughs) do you think the legacy and like the i don't know what you would even call it like the 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 flea like the thing that flea has become (laughs) of what flea is like do you think the chili peppers would even be half as like influential or noticeable without that no i mean oh my gosh no no Mm. you know you have anthony and Flea is the only sole members of the of the band. That is very right? true, yeah. And Anthony, for all of his like awesomeness, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think he just, I think Flea just brings that like he's the spirit animal of the band. No, I can see that, Scott. You gotta. I feel like you gotta share a story because Shelby hasn't heard this. <laughs> the, the Anthony Kiedis. Oh, the Anthony Kiedis. <laughs> my like only running with somebody famous ever. Oh my gosh! Every time I bring up the Chili Peppers to whoever I'm talking to, whether it's a patient at work, they're like, "Oh my gosh!" One time I saw Anthony Kiedis at the store, and I'm like, "That's so cool." <laughs> <laughs> Why wasn't it me? <laughs> so we're in Hawaii. Oh my gosh! Obviously, like <laughs> very cool. fortunate to be there. We were on um, what island is that? Jeez, I don't even know Kauai at that point. Yeah, I think it's Kauai. Um, and there's part of it, it's, is it Hanalei Beach? I, I don't remember all the names, but anyways, it's where Anthony has his house in, in the area. And, uh, we were at this little cool, like funky shopping area, restaurants, like very kind of low key. And we were just kind of bopping in and out of places. And my nephew runs into this guy and my brother's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, cause he <laughs> like some little kid is like running around, not watching where he's going. And the guy turns around and it's Anthony Kiedis. And it's like, mm. and my brother's, and my brother and I just like do a, like a double take looking at each other. I was like, is that who you think it is? And you see the tattoo and you're like, yeah, it is. <laughs> um, and so, you know, we, we, nobody says anything, you know, and he proceeds to go to sit down at this open sort of air restaurant and the whole time. Like we're shopping, well, should we, should we go say hi? But he's there with his son. They're having right. a, a breakfast and like, no, nah, that's not cool. Like go 
mess up his morning with his you know his son and things like that yeah yeah but the whole yeah. time we're like looking over <laughs> i think it's so interesting <laughs> that out. you saw him in hawaii yeah because he makes appearances here in west michigan oh does he definitely he pops in and out yeah. does he still yeah. have, like family or i just think his mom is still around the area yeah, i hear his mom lives in rockford so okay. who knows if that's true or not but when I worked at Best Buy, Blackie, his dad, R.I.P., right. I think he just passed he away, He did right? just pass yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. Rest in peace, Blackie. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I don't know if people know about Blackie, but he could be a dick, I guess, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but the people at Best Buy used to tell me he'd come in there, like, all the time, and he'd be trying to pull the, you know who my son is type oh. thing, you know Ooh. what I mean? Like, give mm. me a give me a discount, do this, do that for me, and they'd be like, dude, like, I don't care who you are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Still got to pay for it. Uh. <laughs> Um, one of the things I was saying to KJ earlier is I feel like the band has like sort of five versions of themselves. You have like the mm-hmm. pre Frashanti, crazy spastic chili peppers, mm-hmm. different members. Mm-hmm. You have the first early Frashanti, which is like, I think chili peppers coming into their own, gaining notoriety, writing some real big hits. You have the small little Navarro, but I feel like spiritually that's sort of akin to mother's milk and chili, uh blood sugar and then you have the um i guess the comeback of Frashanti, but i feel like they got more pop oriented with their songwriting they became a little bit more structured i feel like anthony started singing a lot more mm-hmm. than you know you don't see yeah. a lot of rapping his rapping is like Sometimes a little bit like forced, I feel like. Yeah. Is that just me? No, I can see that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not going to fight that. <laughs> <laughs> not forced, but like... Best. <laughs> it gets a little bit like, yeah. Anyway, that like, yeah, you can sort of understand exactly what he's going to do. And I think that's the charm of, of Anthony, you know? Yeah. He's, he, he's got his little wheelhouse and he does it well. And then you have the Josh era. And what is that? Four or five? What and albums? No, no, like eras. Oh yeah, versions. yeah, yeah. That's about four or five. And then yeah, we're gonna yeah. be going into like the next one, and it's gonna be interesting to see where that takes us. Yeah. Mm. But like the band sort of like had these peaks and valleys, and I think it's cool. I think the cool thing about them is that you can kind of check out any album and get something different, but it's always right. gonna be them. And mm-hmm. as much as critical as I can be about them, I think that's. I like that. Yeah. You know it. It makes it interesting as a listener. No. Keeps you on your toes. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. I think I think that's the thing. It's just like you know. I think as we as you grow as a person and as an adult, you want to like keep this like younger version of yourself, but also kind of mature, but also be like I'm still kind of cool, you know. <laughs> and I feel like the Chili Peppers are trying their best. They to are. Like, They're trying to keep that balance of we're still party animal kids. But we're also dads now. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. We're all very sober. We're all like, you know, meditating and ginseng. (laughs) And yeah, yeah. yeah. I I gotta say, man, reading Scar Tissue and reading like a Flea's book. Acid for Children. Yeah, Acid for Children. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Man, it's incredible. Highly recommended. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Both. Yeah, both Mm -hmm. great. It's just crazy how many shenanigans and how much shit they gotta do. They should have died so many. Like, there's a story about Anthony jumping off of that building and trying to get in the pool, but he lands in the cement. Right. Like, breaks his back. Right. I'm just like, that shit is crazy, you know? (laughs) Or losing their best friend over to an overdose, you know? I mean, like, they just went through so much shit. The Mm -hmm. fact that they even persevered is crazy. But it's all, you can hear it in their music. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, definitely. I mean, it's the cool thing with Acid for the Children is that that, all that shit happened. He stops. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. Their first album or whatever. It's like, dude, you did all that before you had this band that did all this? It's like, fuck. That's a life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Those dudes are, are living, <laughs> still, still living, man. Um, I want to hear a little bit about the Josh era from you two. Mm. Do you think at all? I don't know the popularity of those albums. I had to imagine that you know they made enough money and good tours and all that. Mm-hmm. Did they leave him behind just because overall maybe the music wasn't completely satisfactory, or just because they can have their you know best friend back in their band? You know, it might come down to the friendship thing. I think I think so too. I feel, yeah. like, I've, I feel like I feel like I've been in this situation yeah. personally mm-hmm. before. Like I was in a band, and there and it was funny. The only reason I was in the band because I knew the bass player. I went to high school with him, and he was like, "Hey, we need a guitarist. You want to come back or come come join our band?" I was like, "Cool." But then he moved to Texas, and so then we got another bass player who was also friends with these guys. And we were playing shows and stuff like, and we never really gelled, I guess. You know what I mean? It's just like, I was playing with them, but like, it was kind of like a job where I'd be like, Hey guys, all right, see ya. And the three of them would kind of hang out cause they're friends. Oh, I see what you're saying. But anyways, the guy who invited me to the band moved back into town. And then I just started seeing pictures of him just like playing guitar with them. And I was like, Oh, okay. So I guess yeah. like I'm out. And I think that's probably like the same way it was with Josh. And there was no hard feelings. It was just kind of like, right. I get it. Like y'all yeah. three were friends already. You got your other friend back. I was just here while he was gone. So. Hopefully at that point, there's like a professional understanding. And you're like, you're right. You're right. Like yeah, they yeah. vibe better than yeah. we do. And it's kind of like what didn't even need to be said. You know what I mean? Right. It was just kind of like, yeah, I don't have no hard feelings towards you guys. You know, I see you guys are practicing with him. Like, He's in the band. I'm out. Like, I'm going to do my own shit. And that's when I started KJ and the Good Time Family Band. So it worked out. (laughs) I'd be interested to hear the other three's, like, opinion about those two albums. Because I feel like if you put out, like, hey, these have been the best albums of our career. Like, maybe where I have something with Josh, maybe we should just continue to feel that out. Well, I'm a big fan of Josh's work. I got to say, I loved I'm With You. I loved they dropped all the B-sides to I'm With You, which were, like, just as good as like the album if not better um and like J- josh played with them on the stadium arcadium tour he just wasn't on stage he was right. actually behind stage like <laughs> playing guitar parts and so like he was already inundated into him and john have a, a band together i think ataxia and like uh, i think josh is like a little bit younger than john and was like learning a lot from him so like i really don't hear a lot of differences between their their playing styles and then Mm -hmm. josh's voice is like different but he also serves that same purpose of what john was doing like just kind of that background vocal singing so it's just like Mm -hmm. man when i'm with you came out people were just like shitting on josh i was just like i don't get the big fuss two horizon one big crash that no one dies in this is for the folks in fayetteville it'll come true if you say it will Yeah, I think similar to what you were saying, I think that they can both serve the purpose in the band and there's nothing wrong with, I don't know, I enjoy I enjoyed albums with both of them. So I think that they were able to fill the shoes that were necessary. It's not filling the other person's shoes by any means, but just filling that part in the band that was needed. And mm-hmm. that's what I think what's beautiful about the Chili Peppers is they can be the Chili Peppers with either John or Josh. Mm-hmm. Or Dave, or Cliff Martinez, or whoever was playing guitar with them, yeah. Jack Sherman, yeah. Jack, yeah, yeah, or Hillel, like, right. I guess the guitar players are just <laughs> indisposable to Chili Peppers. They like all we need is Anthony and Fleet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I actually love I'm with you though. Like I, I gotta say, you guys are talking about dark necessities, and I was trying to defend it, but obviously, like it's it's not their greatest album. But I'm with you. I think it's actually up there, and I and I think it has to do a lot with with Josh's guitar playing, and just like what he offered on that, you know. Yeah, when you and I were running through it earlier, and you're like, I'm like, yeah, that's a good song. Yeah, that's a good song. Yeah, yeah that's a good song. Like many times over, mm-hmm. it's it's hard when you just think about the whole catalog, though. For me, at least. No, I get that. Right. Yeah, like in this context of this album, yeah, it's mm-hmm. a good song. You yeah. know, it, you know, I think overall they write good music. It's it's hard. Maybe it's unfair, unjust for me to like make the, all these comparisons across albums and just like let the album be the album. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's hard to do that when there's like an artist who's been around as long as them now. So exactly, think, right? Yeah, I think you're fair to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> the, the other question I had from that I want to hear from you too is. <clears throat> should Stadium Arcade have been a double album? That's a big hot topic on the interwebs. That's a tough question. No, I love it the way it is. Yeah, I'm feeling oh. it. Yeah, I, I think they all go oh, well together. Yeah, no, I'm kind of, I'm kind of the opposite actually. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this, got, this, this is my hot take. This is my hot take right here. Stadium Arcade, 14 and 15 tracks. We have Stadium Arcadium, not the best, man. Actually, on the bottom of the total pole really? for me. What? And, I and because of what Scott said, like I feel like if they could have condensed that to just one album, I think it would have been good. But there's some, you know, and it's funny because Scott, you, you talked about like Red Hot Chili Peppers having snoozers like on I'm With You and stuff. And mm-hmm. I was kind of like, I love that vibe. But some of those on there, I'm not digging like uh, like Slow Cheetah, I think. She's only 18 is on there. Yeah. Oh, I love she's only 18. See, that's crossing the line. Oh, I'm like, I love look, man, yeah, no. It, it, you know what I do love in that song <laughs> or in that album? No, <laughs> clean it up, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> I love when he calls out Johnny. Too on like Mother's Mouth. What song is like, that? Go, <laughs> <laughs> Scott, I need you to start like calling me out in songs before I go. <laughs> yeah, that'd be precious. I think, see, that's the things like with the Chili Pepper suit that you appreciate, man. It's right. like, you know, he's just, it, it's just like when Anthony is, is like, uh, clean it up, Johnny. It's just yeah. like something that only he would do. And I right. don't even know if he wrote that out or just right. planned it, but it just feels natural. Oh, you yeah. know, it's just natural. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm looking at the album, the 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 tracks. I'm like, yeah, like, yeah. There's a couple skips. that I skip over for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because um, you have what 29 tracks. That's and, a lot. It's uh, a lot. Yeah, it's like hard with, with 29 tracks to like listen through and just feel connected. You know, going off the double album is not an easy it, thing to do. It mm-hmm. really isn't, unless yeah. you're Prince and you can do sign at a times. <laughs> My last real question that I think is like burning in my brain is why can we not hear any chili peppers on WYCE? (laughs) I play especially in Michigan sometimes, which is from Stadium Arcade. I like it. 
dark necessity is, is it the just only like, one in the music library? That is the is only it, one is we there, have in the library. Are there just too popular? I think it depends on the music director at the time because um, we've had a couple different ones in the past, you know, 10 years, 30 years. I mean, <laughs> it, so it depends on the director at the time and what they're putting in, what they give the go ahead kind of yeah. sometimes. Right, but you could add you could add stuff. But we can too. play I mean, literally yeah. whatever we want. Yeah, as long as there's no swearing or FCC regulator, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I could see like certainly like steering clear from like all the hits, but like right, but like we even have a Taylor Swift album right now. What? <laughs> yeah, there's some stuff on them. Like, it hurts. Oh. It hurts. Yeah. 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 <laughs> should we go to the next topic? I think we should go to the next topic. Yeah. So we, we Shelby, we've been talking to you about being a music programmer. Uh, so you do three hours of music like every mm-hmm. every week. Mm-hmm. It's a lot to go through. It is a lot. So I'm sure if you're if you're like myself and like Scott and we've talked about this before, like we have a group chat where people just kind of send songs together. But when you see that album cover and you're like, I don't know if I got time for this or not or if I want to dive in. So with you going through music, I want to talk about what makes a great album cover and like what stands out for you if you don't know that to like start diving into that. Yeah, this is huge. Um, Like you said, with WYCE, this is something big that happens in my daily life. If I am just starting to pull CDs, trying to get my set together, I'll just walk into the library and I'll start looking for CD covers. Like I'll start looking for albums that look like what I'm looking for, right? You don't want to see just someone, a guy just with his guitar and (laughs) his cat sitting next to him. I'm like, well, actually, I might pick that up. But yeah, yeah, you want to look at the quality. You want to look at how clean it is and that it's not too busy and it kind of gets to the point and recognizes the people that need to be recognized. But I'm looking for something creative. We don't hold art in our hands anymore like this. Yeah. Do you want to see band members on the cover? Where's your stance? Some, yeah, on that? I I like it sometimes. Yeah. Not always. I want to see what their creative like maybe for the first couple so I can put the face to okay. the um, voice but then after that maybe like what's inside their brain like what do they think this album looks like mm-hmm. yeah is what i'm looking at right. when i'm listening to the album that that is a very good point of like what the album looks like i'm trying to think of an example one of my favorite covers uh funkadelic always has crazy covers super illustrative yeah yeah, yeah. um uh, but like uh, cosmic slop you know it's like a girl with an afro and mm-hmm. her one of her nipples is a radio dial <laughs> and like uh, they're crazy there's like uh, earth behind it's just like it, nice. it's crazy so it's just yeah. like that's one of my favorite albums and before i knew anything about that i was just like yo this has got to be this has got to be some shit on yeah, here you know like exactly. that that's exactly what i'm looking for you know mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. as you're talking i was coming up with different thoughts about the album cover and um one of the things i was thinking about is like what is it to have like an aesthetic of albums like funkadelic certainly does like you can pick up any of their albums they all have a similar aesthetic where some bands they jump around like Mm -hmm. chili peppers there's no aesthetic from album to album but um funkadelic i was just looking at wolfpack Mm -hmm. um there's a certain sort of hip aesthetic to a lot of their album covers i would say Mm Um, particularly Hill Climber, Thrill of the Arts. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit more of a minimal. Yeah. 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 Even the beautiful game. I mean, mm-hmm. dudes it's, are wearing like a soccer. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hip. You know? <laughs> it's like, yeah, Fresh. but you see that it's like, it's quirky. It's, it's silly. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. silly, which is kind of what the band is. At exactly. Time. Exactly. Huh? Yeah. It sets it up. Right. Even like it, Weezer certainly is, they've jumped around, but they Definitely. had like the, um, 
exactly. there's a theme going on a theme yeah, yeah, yeah. thank mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. yeah like the rid album like uh with mm-hmm. pork and beans on there and they're all like wearing i think they're like wearing a funny hat i don't know well, something like about that album cover with them on there lets me album, know it's not like blue album you know what i mean blue album green album red album black album all of them have that sort of same you know the band lineup right right yeah um talking about like art though being an artist myself i'd, I'd much rather have an artistic statement on the cover like you were talking about something mm-hmm. that like envisions what you're going to hear in the music yeah um i dig that the most um my favorite i'm just gonna i have to dive into my favorite bands but um fish's album rift uh awesome illustration and uh it it goes to the front and back of the gatefold so it's if you open it up, it's a complete. Are you image. talking about an actual album? Well, the <laughs> CD's the same way, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Just kidding. You see it on Spotify. Yeah, what yeah. is that? You're just gonna see one <laughs> half of it on Spotify. So, but what I like about it is within the whole illustration, there's little hints at all the songs. So there's oh. a song called Maze, and there's a labyrinth in the illustration. There's um, I'm just gonna blank all over the place, but anyways. Within the whole illustration, you can see all the songs. There's a song called Mound, and on the wall of this guy's bedroom is a painting of a mound. It's super cool. I just like it's super stuff. Yeah. And you would never know unless you bought the album. Right. And, you know, thought about the tracks, listened to the tracks, thought about mm-hmm. the lyrics. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. And you're like, wow, an artist really thought about this, thought it through and put it together. Right. To be like this. Right. Yeah. yeah. And the whole albums the album the, the imagery is all blue and so when i think of the album i think of that color like it's, i'm associating this like color this vibe with this album which is i don't know what that means but i think that's pretty cool when i can associate a color and a vibe to a to the music yeah. that no. the music getting doesn't all have your at all. senses involved right yeah right no i agree i gotta say man you mentioned gatefolds and i'm like oh, man what a lost art form right um because people don't really, you know, I think Shelby, you mentioned this about like people just making digital albums, yeah. but I, it's got one that you, that made me think of that was a uh, funkadelic again for your mind and your ass will follow. Mm-hmm. It's like a lady who looks like she's got her hands up in the air. Then you open the gatefold and she's like butt naked and she's actually just like laid flat, like yeah. reaching for the sky. Nice. But it's just like, you don't, you don't see that. You know what I no. mean? Like you got to buy the gatefold. License yeah. to ill. You yeah. see an airplane. Oh yeah. yeah. So, crashing into yeah. a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cool shit. It's so man. cool. It tells a story. I mean, mm-hmm. it encourages it's it's design is all it is. It just tells you, hey, go look at the other side of this. Get the whole picture. Yeah. Yeah. Shall we out of curiosity, like what what are some things you see on an album cover where you're like, I'm not even like about to dive into this? <laughs> <laughs> well, because I open mail sometimes, so I see everything that just comes oh, in the wow. mail. Yeah, this is interesting. So you get like the local mm, bands and like right. everywhere. No oh, disrespect no. to local. We're the local oh, band. Oh, so <laughs> Shelby's gonna yeah. get shit for being like the gatekeeper. <laughs> I don't make the calls. I just no. get to open the mail. <laughs> I, you know, I still see things that are like fonts not clear. Mm. Like it's simple things like that, or just don't use an iPhone photo. Yeah. Or don't use a selfie. Don't do too much editing. It looks bad. No, that is true. Like, if I see a bad font, man, I'm, I'm turned off immediately, you know? I don't want to... It doesn't need to look like a clip art or like a slideshow from intermediate mm, school, you know? Yeah. It's interesting. There's this band called Lifetones. And they're, like, they're a band from, like, the 80s or something like that. Um, but their album cover really looks like, you know... Um, I don't know. It looks amateurish. Mm-hmm. And I almost didn't check it out, but I actually love that one. It's very... Do you that, that image oh. of a leaf? That's yeah. Dope, dude. Let me see. Let me see. Is this what I'm talking about? 
I'm not gonna be able to see her and be able to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I like I that. Yeah. That looks cool. Something about it though doesn't match the music. I can't really read that. I mean, we could. It's hard to like criticize yeah, visual art. I on know a podcast, it's so weird but... on a podcast. Like we're talking <laughs> life tones for, for a reason is the name of the album. Go check it out. Um, but something about that um, when I first saw it was just kind of like I kind of want to breeze by this. And then luckily mm. I dove in and mm-hmm. I, I loved it. But something about it didn't match what I was expecting to hear. You know. Well, since we're <laughs> I'm going to be a little self-critical here, though. What, <laughs> Go for so it. So when, when we were putting together this album, you're like, okay, Scott, put together an album. Or what did you think when I gave you that? Uh, like full honesty, full bore when I sent you the, the imagery. We should mention Scott did our album art for our actual album, our you last did. album. You yeah. did. Nice. I thought it was amazing. I thought it described exactly what the album was. First of all, the album was called Dynamics because, mm-hmm. you know, Elliot sings some, I sing some. You know, we kind of got some R and B, but kind of there was a lot of dynamics in the album. Yeah, Yeah. a lot of dynamics. And so when you gave the album cover, and it was literally a collage that Mm -hmm. you had put together, but Mm -hmm. it still had our name and you had the initials of our name. Like super not readable though. Yeah, it's not readable, but I I caught it. Like after looking through, I was like, oh shit, that's our initials in there. That's dope, you know. And like it was this real balancing act. So I think you like nailed it. You know what I mean? I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I never. Yeah, I never questioned. I mean, and when Elliot, our saxophone player, he did our first cover same thing i thought it was amazing you know it was kind of goofy and like our band was at that time and um he kind of had us all on there illustrated with like weird things and pixelated purple right, and, right. and yellow colors it just matched so like both album covers we had not to like to pat ourselves on the back no, but no. like i think it matched everything that we were going for cool my other thought is do you hope to know the genre upon album cover is that important to you no 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 it doesn't matter i'm thinking about like the the genre of metal typically you know it's gonna be a you metal can tell. album right oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh probably bluegrass as well i'm trying to think of other like why do you think that is a metal now that you said that i'm like it's always like it looks dark I'm just it's like, like blood my, drips yeah blood I'm drips. My, like metal playlist on spotify I'm like, oh, yeah. like the, the font <laughs> has like a point to it or somewhere like why is that for me, I think it should embody to a certain degree the music, the, the album cover. Either it's like either it's a, a a sharp juxtaposition. It's like super fun and weird. And then you put it on, it's like heavy. Like the Melvins have sort of been known to do mm, that. Like yeah. be very sort of playful with their album covers, but the music's super heavy. But I feel like for the most part, it should be like in alignment with what you're expecting. I mean, that's what the album cover is meant to do. It's like I'm setting you up for an experience, like. The quintessential uh, Dark Side of the Moon. Like, I think that's just setting you up for this very sort of atmospheric, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Does that make sense at all? No. That or makes like, sense. Wish, you, wish You Were Here, same way. Like, yeah. super iconic album covers. Yeah. Shelby, have you ever played a, a, a song on the radio strictly based off the album cover? So you don't hear a song, but you saw the album cover and just like, I'm going to pick a song off here. Yeah. Yeah, I do that a lot still. Like I Does I, it work for you or do you feel like you're ever like, ah oh, shit, I shouldn't have did that? No, I feel like it's usually pretty good because we have so much good stuff in at the station. We have just this huge library of amazing music and I think almost every album has at least one good song on it, maybe. That's what I've asked KJ, but I'm like, dude, bro, why do you need to like plan out these playlists? Just go in and pick something up, put no, it on. I, I watch can't. a lot of people do that. Like, didn't put anything together today. Grab a stack of CDs. Yeah. Let's go. And let's go. yeah, let's like go. I just walked in the library and I found a beautiful CD. And I don't remember who the artist was, but on the cover was just like 30 women, all very 
different and beautiful and all wearing just white in a room together. And it was a beautiful, powerful, like blues album. And it was so cool. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like we talked about the onset of it. It's like the cool thing with being a programmer is you can like put your stamp on something, right? Like the way you orchestrate it, whatever. I think the other cool thing is like, you can just like literally like thumb your finger. That doesn't make sense. (laughs) (laughs) Move your finger. Thumb your finger. You know, I do this all the time in like our, our art and design library. Like I'll just go down there and just like close my eyes, run my mm-hmm. finger along it and just pull some out. And I, yeah. you know, yeah. if I don't like it, I put it back or whatever. But if I pull it out, I'm like, uh, I would have never seen that before. Exactly. Right. I think that's pretty cool. It's a great way to discover. Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I think that's the other cool thing is being a program is you can just like be along with the discovery with along with your listener. Be like, exactly. Hey, I have no idea what's on this album. Look cool. Let's mm-hmm. pop it on track right. two. Like, and it, yeah. <laughs> and it's really, um, our, uh, website is, is pretty nice. I mean, I like the features on it, but you can star rate every song. Mm-hmm. So if there's a song that has two stars on it from another programmer that played it before, then maybe, you know, it's not the best track, but if you see one that has five stars on right. it, you're like, cool, I can give it a shot. Or you put that one or two star and be like, I don't care what you think. I'm, this could be good. I'm always pleasantly surprised sometimes yeah. when I see mm. a two star and I, like I, I, sometimes I'll do the exact same thing. I'll just check it out just to see. And yeah. I'm like, Oh wow. Okay. I don't know who's tripping on here, but right. <laughs> a banger. that's cool though. I, I like that. They have that like star rating. All yeah. The all the listeners can rate the songs as well, by the way. Right. Oh, you can? Yeah. I have to start. Being yeah. I think a little you can do that online. So. Yeah. yeah. Check out the website. You shouldn't, shouldn't have told us got that. <laughs> yeah. One, one, one. <laughs> no, <kidding>. Probably. <laughs> Depending on the program. Um, <laughs> Uh, any other things about album covers? I feel like jumped around a bunch. Yeah, what's what for you? I'm, we're putting you in a hot spot, Shelby. But favorite album cover? Oh, I knew this was oh. coming, and I knew <laughs> I was like, oh, I have no idea right now. Um, it doesn't have to be the best, but just one that just like immediately pops in your head. So I've been really into Casey Musgraves. Yeah, mm. I love Casey. She has got good album covers. Really good album. Yeah. Like they they feel humble yeah. and still like showing a lot of her personality mm-hmm. in it and definitely sets up the album for what we're going to hear. Right. Yeah. Did you listen to the new one yet? No, I didn't. Oh. Spotify keeps notifying me on my phone yeah. and I haven't done it yet. She'd be doing a promotion campaign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. I'm not going to ruin I'm not going to give my opinion on that. Okay, I was going to, but I won't. I won't either. <laughs> Um, Casey Musgraves. I like it. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the, uh, what, what was the last one before this album with, with Wild Slow Horse? Slow Burn. Is that the one like the blue Golden cover? Hour? She went, Golden Hour. That's yeah, what yeah, it's yeah. It's yeah. just a cool one. That's it interesting is, yeah. because she's, she's on the cover, right? Yeah. And but, it's kind of like, yeah, mostly Sky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's interesting. I, I would say, you know, when I think about album covers and like my favorites, they really don't have people on them. Um, but yeah, something about that cover, like I'm just envisioning it in my mind. It's something yeah. about golden hour and I think just the sun and the way mm-hmm. she looks like, yeah, mm-hmm. I think yeah. it just embodies like what that album really is about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot to be said for using a solid color too. Now that I'm looking at that album right. cover, like something about a solid color. Right. Yeah. I think that, yeah. Anyways, we could talk more about our next album <laughs> <laughs> at some point. Not right now. Um, 
Yeah. Album I've, artwork, very important, though. I yeah. mean, people are still slinging CDs and vinyl like we are. No yeah. doubt. I still hold that in my hand every day. So yeah. I want to see good stuff. If you're not spending time thinking about it and like developing it, you're missing out. Mm-hmm. You really are. Yeah. I think a lot uh, of people nowadays, just because everything's so digital, you know, they, they just kind of, it's, it's an afterthought, you know? Right. And I think for people who really, really enjoy music, it's like more than an afterthought, you know? And, and if you collect vinyl, like, like we do, like, it's just like when you get that big ass 12 inch in your hands and you see it up close like that it's like yeah it's really important to have the details because you can't skimp out on stuff mm-hmm. and i can't tell you how many times we're like i've seen an album on spotify and i get the actual album cover in my hand i'm like what the fuck? this looks totally different than what i thought it looked like <laughs> yeah. on spotify you know yeah yeah but yeah i think that's super important like you should be catchy yeah don't be boring be exciting yeah that's the model out. for life man yeah don't be boring stand out be weird stay weird I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna bring it to our, our final question. This is this is interesting, Shelby. You're like you're pushing us to new limits here. Uh, <laughs> so usually at the end of the show, we always ask uh, the the people if your band was a blank, what would it be? Um, but since since you're not in a band, we're just gonna since we focus on the Chili Peppers so much, we're gonna bring it on home. And I want you to. Describe I'm an unofficial it. member of the Chili Peppers you, now. You pretty much are. I can play yeah. tambourine. I know. And I'll have like a, a addendum to this, so keep going. Okay. Just letting you know. <laughs> so if the Red Hot Chili Peppers, this is this is gonna be a tough one. So you can think about this one. If the Red Hot Chili Peppers were a type of video game console, <laughs> what Whoa. video game console is the Red Hot Chili dude, Peppers? Dude, you're going be? like super deep on this. <laughs> yeah, we gotta kiss the first <laughs> first season. Yeah, and we could go cute. back too, you know. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I mean, you could go to your Game Boy, Sega Genesis, oh, whatever. Yeah, we can go deep. Yeah, <laughs> I can change it too. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of like what is something. Well, no, I really sure. like this. Um, but I didn't grow up with video games. That's what I was gonna ask. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. But if I were to still give an answer, I would probably say, okay, the new thing is the Switch. Yeah. Right. Okay. I just I just picture a lot of colors. I picture versatility. Oh. Mm, look at you. Okay. All right. That's, right. That's what I'm doing. I yeah. Like no, I always I'm always surprised by these to see where people where people take it. And when you say that, I'm like, okay, all right. Okay. I get behind that. I like it. The not addendum, but appendix maybe is the word I'm looking for. If your um your Monday twelve to three mm-hmm. were a what's your next thing? Oh, I don't know. We're a video game. Mm. What would it be? If your show, yeah. Your show. show, If your show was a video game console, what video game console would it be? Still a Switch? (laughs) I mean, I tried to go in. I think I'm the youngest programmer right now. And I tried to go in without... I don't know. I want to surprise people with how with who I am. Mm. I want them to like listen and be like, is this like a 50-year-old white guy? Oh no, it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's always my goal. Okay. Can I go with the Wii? I think that sounds like fun. Ooh, yeah. It's pretty like the aesthetic of it. It's pretty nice, but I can still play like the it's, Mario games that I want to play. Well, and even like my parents enjoy bowling on Wii. Yeah, that is true. Right? Yeah. Who doesn't? The kids love it. The kids the love it. The adults love it. Love it. Everywhere in between. We all win. Right. There yeah. we go. Yeah, it's, right. Yeah, it's for all, all ages, for right. all people. Yes. I like it. I, I think like you, you solved that problem Look really you. well. Yes. You you hit it. I hit lo- it. Yeah, I, I thought I was going to get you. I always try. I got to tell people <laughs> who are coming up for the show in the future as well, like, I'm trying to I'm trying to stump people with this. Like I'm not just doing it just to do it. I'm like I'm trying to make you think a little bit. And you, no, I it. really had to yeah, think yeah. about that. <laughs> it cre- yeah, I, I like it because it's like that. Like 
extrapolated thinking. You yeah, know? I think with music sometimes mm-hmm. it's good to put it outside of the context yes. and just kind of think of it in a in a in a different way. Um, so that's like my goal when I when we do these. Yeah. Any anything creative, everything is sort of connected in many different ways. You can't you have to get outside of it sometimes to understand it better. Mm-hmm. Definitely you said it. There we go. Cool. Well, that was fun. I had a uh, it was a fun. Yeah. Time talking about the chili peppers. <laughs> I could for, talk about them all day. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we could have went deep with that, but I'm like, we don't, we don't want to bore people. With yeah, that. yeah, uh, we, yeah. But yeah. that was fun to do. It's, it's always feels good to exercise that type of thing, and I encourage all of our listeners to do that with your friends at any of the bands that you love. Just find the time to bask, to bathe in their glory, <laughs> whatever that band is, because it's fun and I think it's rewarding. Right, for sure, it makes you a better fan. Before we leave, I want to yes. know your guys' favorite Chili Pepper song. Oh. Ooh. Song or album? I like song better. Song. <sighs> oh, you look stressed. I Good. am stressed. Look, Good, you got me. Look, Yay. I'm always getting other people and now you got me. How, how does it feel? <laughs> I, okay, so I will say this, uh, and I don't know. I mean, it could change day to day, but um, right now, it's if you have to ask. Anybody want to come get some? It's a hot one. I love just like um, the the silliness and the goofies. Like, yeah, you have like, to right, Like, it's already stuck in my head. No. Yeah, it's just like, they're just like, it just feels like four friends just having fun. And then I love mm-hmm. songs too, just like the boom, 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 doom, 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 doom. Like, I just love oh, a yeah. good breakdown before you go into something. And yeah, if you have to ask, that's my favorite, I would have to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, you get me, but I'm gonna say one big mob. That's great a one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say coffee shop, but I love when one time. big mob comes out. I'm like, that's the chili mm-hmm. peppers I want to hear. Yeah. yeah. One big mob. Just yeah. like smack you in the face. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah, literally when that song comes on, I'm just like, boom, boom. Yeah. Like, I'm just hitting out of yep. immediately. You know, yeah, like you can't help it. Yeah. Oh, so good. Nice. Anyways. Good choices. Yeah. Well, Shelby, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Appreciate you being our first, like, non in a band guest. Uh, this is really fun to do, and we're hoping to have some more. Yeah, we're going to do more season, of these. Right? I think it's, um, you know, obviously the people that are, are making music are part of it, but the people that are talking about it, um, programming it, um, being a part of what makes the machine run are equally as important. You can't have one without the other. So sure. Mm-hmm. We're, we're thankful for you and hope you keep doing it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you guys so much. I really enjoyed this. Cool. Peace. Peace.